Pursuing your purpose, creating profits, building legacy Anything less, how could you even fathom? Just sit back and imagine all that can truly happen When you pursue your passions, yeah So eliminate distractions and get back to that action That's the law of attraction You gotta build a team to build a dream Family, faith, and focus, counsel can only build a king Are you prepared to reign? Cause whether you weather the weather, the weather won't change Uh whether you weather the weather, your weather won't change. Uh, say true to the vision. Say true to the mission. Gotta get to the finish. Take a moment to listen. And come and see it through our eyes. We'll show you what it means to live uncompromised. We're uncompromised. 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 We're uncompromised. Uncompromising Entrepreneurs. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. This is uh, our second installment of season three of our MBA series, Mentored by Adversity. Uh, remember that this podcast is presented to you by the Uncompromising Coaches uh, group. And if you are the type of individual that has an entrepreneurial spirit. If you're constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses, maybe you're trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones, and you are looking to reclaim your entrepreneurial birthright by pursuing purpose, creating profits, and building a legacy, then this is definitely the show for you. Uh, that is what we do. That is what we discuss. That is what we teach. Uh, I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., and I am, as always, uh, joined by my co-host, Devon Watts. Hey, what's going on, entrepreneurs? If you are a new or loyal listener, please feel free to rate and review this podcast. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, we would love for you to like this video and, again, subscribe to our channel and then share. We have some amazing content. We have a guest with us today uh, that's going to be, uh, again, just providing a ton of golden nuggets. So we know that you're going to want to share this with another entrepreneur uh, that will be able to receive benefit from listening and watching uh, this show that we have here for you today. Uh, so yeah, we are excited. We have uh, Luis Diaz with us. He is the owner of Podcast Domination, which is a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners start, scale, and monetize their podcast. Uh, we have learned a lot from him over the last year. Uh, and has been somewhat of a mentor for, for myself as well. Uh, he's also the host of Podcast Domination Show. That is a place for entrepreneurs and businesses that want to know how to build a podcast that helps them grow their business, get more clients, and really build their brand, uh, which you can find on all major podcast platforms. Uh, so, Lewis, welcome to the show. We appreciate you. Guys, what's going on? Good to have you here, or good to be here. I'm used to being a host of my own show, so it's always fun to be a guest, man. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's 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 
been good knowing both of you. Um, obviously, Jimmy, you and I have known each other a little bit longer than mm-hmm. than Devon and I, all of three minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been fun to see you guys kind of roll out the show and develop it and build it to what it is today, man. So I'm excited to to share here and uh, and be here. No, absolutely. Again, I, I've learned a lot. Uh, whether it's on your the show itself that you have, uh, of course, through your your Facebook uh, page and the Facebook group as well, uh, just a lot of valuable content that you give, uh, along with courses that you have. I know you have some challenges. I think you have a challenge that you're getting ready uh, to start pretty soon. Is that correct? Um, not at the moment. We've got a, we've got a, we had a challenge a little while ago. Um, okay. We've actually put the challenges on pause for a little bit just because we're working on some big things internally. So okay. Um, had to step back from that front, but I'm sure there'll be some in the future for sure. I say challenge, but I think it's more of a course because um, I know that uh, I'm on your email list, so I, I definitely get your oh, yeah. email marketing as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've, we're doing some reruns of some, some programs that we have coming out, so we have a launch kind of going on, a small launch, but yeah. Fantastic. Yep. All right. Uh, well, again, we have uh, you here, and we're blessed by that, man, to be able to, to ask you know a series of questions that we have and really – uh, give our listeners and our viewers out there a better understanding uh, on how you got to where you are now as an entrepreneur, uh, and you know any adversity that you face that really has grown you as a man, as an entrepreneur, and again has really helped you to get to where you're at right now. So, um, sure. By all means, if you if you don't mind, again for our audience, just start off by telling us a little bit about you personally and professionally. Sure. So um, I am a husband and uh, and business owner. Um, and uh, I think for me, the biggest thing that um, is where I spend most of my time is figuring out every day is figuring out how can I help people um, become a bridge. So bridging the gap between the knowledge that they have and the people that they want to reach. Because in podcasting, that's where I kind of see how I help people and how I work with people is being the bridge to getting them, getting the knowledge that's in their heads into the hands and the minds of the people they want to impact. So... Um, for me, first of all, I think, um, you know, what I spend most of my days doing is, is what I kind of find that God's put me here on this earth to do, and that mm-hmm. is to be a bridge, and that is to help people share what they are passionate about in ways that they maybe not have, not have tried or, or don't have any knowledge or expertise in. So um, I think for me, um, I guess besides that, and what I do most of my days in helping people do that, um, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. Um, and a, uh, a, a young husband who's trying to learn and not fail too much and trying to learn from the mistakes of other husbands. So, so, you know, um, I think those are kind of where I spend my, most of my time working on being a better husband, being, a, being a, the best husband I can be to my wife and, uh, helping people get the messages that they have inside of them, the expertise, the knowledge, the passion, the stories into the hands and the minds of the people that they want to reach through podcasting or, or other creative ways that you can, um, you can leverage your voice. So, um, yeah, and in a nutshell, that's kind of who I am, what I do, um, every single day. Um, if, especially if it's not football season, I'm not rooting for the giants. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, which is preseason's coming up soon or, or already here. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's getting back to that time again, but yeah, in a nutshell, man, that's how I am. That's what I do. And, uh, I'm a pretty simple guy outside of that. So okay. you're well, not rooting. Hold on, Devon. You're not rooting for the Giants. That's what you said. So who I are am you rooting, rooting for the Giants. Oh, no, I am. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I am yeah when he's not rooting for the Giants. When I'm so not rooting for the Giants, 
or or yelling at the TV. You know what I mean? Listen. Understood. Understood. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm a Giants fan. So I just want to make sure that we were on the same page. For sure. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, yes. Well, uh, one, what I would say, Louis, man, I think you're under uh, understating it just a little bit. Um, you know, in terms of kind of your impact and you know what you do. Um, yeah, you're a simple man in terms of like kind of your focus, you know, making sure that you're taking care of your family, making sure you're taking care of your business, your faith. Uh, but in terms of like the impact and the, the way that you're able to help folks, um, I think it's just tremendous, man. Um, you've played a tr- like a huge role in helping guide us as we've gone through this process. And we've been mm-hmm. highlighting over these past couple episodes the importance of, of seeking out coaching and mentorship. Um, right. and you've definitely played a pivotal role for us in that rebrand. Um, what I would say too, man, which I really appreciate, you know, kind of your, your purpose of being that bridge between knowledge and then connecting with your community. I know that some of our entrepreneurs are out there listening right now and they're thinking to themselves like, man, well, I'm not like, I'm not going to be a podcaster. Like, where's the value at in here? But I would just challenge them on the fact that now as an entrepreneur, an essential part of connecting with your tribe is content creation. And that can take on a bunch of different forms. And so um, content creation is like the new marketing. So, uh, you know, maybe you don't have a desire necessarily to uh, pod as much as we do and commit yourself to podding. But that can be an, an important instrument. And so I think you offer like a tremendous amount of value for entrepreneurs that are listening, man. And I'm just looking forward to hear a little bit more about to your entrepreneurial journey because you mentioned being a business owner. Yep. Um, and so I'm, like, I guess, you know, we're curious. I'm curious. Like, how did you get to that point? How did you go from I'm potting and I'm doing this? So, oh, <laughs> I can do a, yep. I can actually create a business around this and help other folks scale and monetize. Yeah. Great question, Devon. So it was through a mentor. Because I had no desire to do this. I had no desire. It was a completely different field. I was in the health and fitness space, helping people, selling info products, selling affiliate uh, products to, to people who wanted to get six-pack abs. And um, it wasn't until I saw a mentor and I put my own money where my mouth is. I spent uh, spent 18 grand of, of money that I didn't have to um, be in a mastermind group to get mentorship from a guy I believed that was going to help me move the needle. And um, he shifted my focus away from what I was so fixated on because one of the things you need when you when you, mentors are great at, at giving you eyes that are not right in front of the goal right in front of what you want to do like entrepreneurs we're in the weeds every day and you need outside eyes you need outside counsel to say hey you're right here in the game but you've got to see the entire field and you can't see the entire field when you like if we're looking at football for a football if you're in a three-point stance and you're like right up against the D-line, you can't see really everybody else. So you need outside eyes. You need outside counsel. And, and for me, my um, more serious entrepreneurial journey came when I invested in a mastermind and, uh, <laughs> and, and literally um, put my faith in, into, into a coach. Because one of the things I think we, we do is, 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 you know, is anyone who's you know unsure about the future and scared a little bit, and it's like, you don't know if this is going to work. You don't know if this coach is going to steer you wrong or if, he's, if he has the right advice for you. And if you decide to, to seek out mentorship, it's your responsibility to actually execute and to put your faith into that person mm. and, and do one path. You cannot be half pregnant with three ideas, um, mm. which I see some people doing. And I've been, been that way as well in the past. So, um, you know, my entrepreneurial journey started when I was just coming out of college. I went to UCF in Orlando. Um, so, Jimmy, I know you're in my in one of my my uh, college towns. So, yes, um, go Knights. You know it, man. Uh, so, went to UCF, 
and uh, didn't really fit in. I really didn't have, have a hard time finding friends there, had a hard time being social there. I was kind of an awkward person. And um, I worked in the hospitality space. So I, was, I, I went to school for hospitality, but I got out and I realized this is not what I want to do. <laughs> I do not want to be working weekends and, and holidays and um, crazy hours making okay money, but it wasn't my my path because I'd seen my um, I'd seen my parents go down that route and I didn't mm-hmm. want to follow in their footsteps. You know, working your working yourself to death and um, not really being able to enjoy life. So um, it's kind of where I started to pivot and look at online, like how are these people making money online doing this thing called fitness? Because I was at the time into fitness and like wanted to figure out how do I turn this passion of mine into a business. So I started looking on YouTube, started finding people who I thought were quote unquote successful um, by the number of the subscribers they have on their YouTube channel and, and, and things like that. And um, I, I, I can't remember how I did it. I ran, came across a guy named Vince Del Monte and um, I signed for his email list. One day I was sitting in the parking lot because being a, a love and fitness, the next, the next natural transition is you become a trainer. Uh, you get a certification from NASA or ACE or something and you become a trainer. So that's exactly what I did. Um, I was a trainer at the time. I was sitting in the parking lot in the park waiting for a client to come up so we could train them. I could train them in the park. And this email comes through and it says, hey, I'm doing a what, two-day mastermind in Miami, Florida. Mind you, I'm in West Palm Beach. Um, it's $2,000, 100 people or 50 people, however many it was. Um, first come, first serve. Here's the button if you want it, if you want it. I had about three thousand dollars in my maybe in my savings account at that time, and I was like, "I'm in." <laughs> so I spent the two the two grand, went down to Miami, um, and started to dive into this world called email, called marketing, online marketing, digital marketing, and that really opened my eyes up to like how how you could actually create revenue and money without having to physically be there and work at a job. Or and there's nothing wrong with working at a job if you love it, but for me at the time, I hated what I was doing. I was like. Training's great, but I don't want to be spending 90 hours in a gym a week. So I wanted to learn how to build an online business. And um, I, from that, from that uh, kind of interaction with Vince for those two days, I was actually um, compelled enough to say, all right, I want to take this to the next level. I want to work with them deeper. Um, and that's where the mastermind came in. And uh, <laughs> funny, funny enough, uh, it turned out I wasn't very, a very good entrepreneur uh, when it came to fitness and health. So... The funny thing is, Vince pulls me aside one day in, in a meeting, in a, a big meeting. He's like, I don't think this is right for you. I, I, I don't think you should be doing this. I think this this podcasting thing, because at the time I had started a podcast that was small, and but it was growing and it was my first podcast. Um, because um, Vince, one of the things he preached was like, you got to create content. And I couldn't really do video. I was awkward on video. I suck at writing. So I was like, okay, I can talk. So let me do a podcast. So I learned how to do a podcast. Um, along my way, he pulls me aside and he says, this isn't right for you. I think this podcasting thing is, is better. And it look, listen, like if you stick with us here, I'll let you launch my, my podcast. And that would, wow. he would be my first client. So wow. I took him up on the offer. And I was like, okay, cause he, here's the, here's the math he did for me. He's like, Lewis, you could s- sit here and sell $7 to $10 eBooks. You needed a lot of people to take you up on that offer. And it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of volume you have to do. Or, mm-hmm. Option B is you could charge five hundred to a thousand dollars per client to help them set up and run their podcast, and I was like, "That sounds like a way better idea." <laughs> and you know, you know, because because the thing is, like a mentor, if you're not 
being coached or not having someone look look out for you, you're going to potentially go down the wrong path because entrepreneurs, we get gritty. We don't want to give up. We don't want to say we can't do this. Nobody wants to throw in the towel. So we may go down the wrong path and spend years. And if it wasn't for that, for him, I may have still been trying to do the fitness thing and been a failure. So that pivot was a little awkward. It wasn't easy. It definitely was an identity shock because now everybody knows me as a fitness guy. Now I'm like, oh, I'm the podcast guy now. I, um, I went down that path and I just went all in. And I started DMing people on Instagram um, that I help, I, help, I, help some, I help entrepreneurs basically launch and grow their podcast. And I did that in like 50, 60 emails or DMs a day for like a month. And I started to build my first couple of clients, first couple of high profile clients who referred me. And then it kind of just created like a snowball effect where we just continue to grow and help people, more people go to more masterminds, meet more people. And that's kind of the short story I would say on how we, how I got there today. Um, but it definitely came through a lot of failure and hard, hard conversations <laughs> around what I was good at and what I was not good at, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the journey, man. And, and ever since then we've been helping people launch and grow podcasts um, and really just been immersed in the art of audio and helping people get their message. Like I was saying before being the bridge and bridging the gap between their content and the people they want to reach. So, so that's the, that's the story. Now we can definitely go into deeper things. I know you guys have some questions here. So yeah. yeah, Well, what you share, what you share so far. Well, yeah, what you shared so far, man, it's just been really enlightening because it actually, we just, so we had a uh, cold brew session that we did our, our live cold brew and combo sessions for those that aren't aware. Uh, Every Wednesday, specifically when we do it, 8 PM, we go live in our Facebook group. And the last one we were breaking down is around like the five stages of small business growth and how Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, a lot of times they don't realize that there are different phases that your business goes through and you have to make sure you level set your expectations and you're operating within that, that phase. And so for you, when I'm just listening to your story, you met a coach or a mentor kind of in that, um, initial, you know, that initial phase of establishing your business and going through like idea, like validating your ideas, commercializing, like your research, the things that you've researched. But the most important one is in that phase being agile. Like to your point, that's a huge pivot to go from fitness eBooks to, (laughs) Oh, podcasts and higher dollar ticket or higher ticket um, clients and, you know, offerings. But if it wasn't for you operating in that space of, right, I'm at the establishing component. Like if you had went all in, let's say before you went to mastermind on, I'm, you know, I'm buying not just my uh, certifications. I'm going to buy a gym. I'm going to rent. Like to your point, (laughs) entrepreneurs, like we get gritty and we're like all the way down in the weeds. So um, it's just awesome to hear your story around how you operated in the space of where, like what stage your business was in. And it gave you the flexibility to pivot into something that you weren't even considering and obviously yeah. paid dividends for you because that's where your your passion and kind of your skill set intersected. Yeah. And now yeah. you've kind of found your purpose. Yeah. And I didn't see that initially. I did not see that connection. Um, I was actually at the time I was working for free for a guy in, in the fitness space. It's a huge podcast. And I grew his podcast um, just through the stuff I knew organically through just learning marketing. And um, that was my first, like I worked my face off for free for nine months to get the credibility and get the results. And that is when Vince at the time was like, oh, I see you working with this guy. Like, 
definitely like launch my podcast and I'll become your first official client. Um, so it was, it was through, and I wasn't even working up for that guy. I wanted to work for him just to help him so he could promote my, my ebook at the time. Like I was saying, I'm going to work, <laughs> I'm going to do this podcast and then I'm going to ask him to promote my ebook to his list. And that was the goal. But then that was completely, that was again, going down the wrong, the wrong strategy. However, thanks to the pivot and like you're saying, just being agile, like it, it actually worked out in my favor. Um, so that was the, that was the big pivot point for me and early on in the entrepreneurial uh, journey. That's awesome. Yeah. What I appreciate, I mean, I've, I've heard some of that story before as well. And I think, you know, what, what allows us to click is there's some, some, a lot of similarities in, you know, my journey and how I've gotten to, to where I'm at now and starting off in the fitness industry. Vince is somebody I followed very early on. So it's cool to see somebody that you've been following for like 10 years, probably longer than that. Uh, Bedros Coolion is another individual that is yep. still pretty big. And back then was all about online marketing and online fitness. And just to kind of see where those individuals are at today and knowing that you had, you know, some role in, in helping them with, uh, with their growth as well. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then the last kind of stint that I had in, in health and fitness is when I was doing uh, nutrition coaching and, and building out a program. And I was working with Brian, uh, who has uh, a phenomenal podcast right now that I believe you've been helping him or did help him to really ha- get his podcast established as well. Um, and his thing is helping, you know, online entrepreneurs really getting to that point where they're making, you know, $10,000 a month, you know, being able to help people online. So, um, always cool. I get to just see those connections and, and, you know, connecting the dots, but also seeing growth in, in people's life, especially when they're, they're living and walking in their purpose. Uh, and I just want to tie back to something that you said earlier at the very beginning, because I think it's important is, you know, you mentioned that, Hey, I'm a husband and I'm trying to, to continue to grow and be the best husband and be the best man I can in, in that authenticity, when you're focused on, that main purpose, I think it just it naturally, uh, it just bleeds into everything else that you do. And it makes everything, because you're just trying to be a good man, a good husband. And if you focus on those things, I, I would hope that it also allows us to be a good entrepreneur and, and a good business owner uh, that people can connect with, that they see, again, they, they realize is, is a real person that's authentic. Uh, and they they somehow in some fashion, they want that ebook or they want the coaching. They want to be a part of that. Uh, so I just appreciate that about you as well, man. And again, just hearing those stories again, kind of bring back some of those memories, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So you mentioned Vince uh, yep. and you know him you know, being part of that that mentor. Are there any other people, another mentor that kind of you know helps you along the way and maybe something else that you may have learned from another individual? Oh man, so many. Um, there's so many people I continue to learn from and continue to, uh, I would say, just grow with. Um, you know, there's so many. So that's one of the things I love about podcasting is like it's literally free mentorship. Like I had a what early on in my career as a podcaster, I had a, I had a Yale a Yale University um, professor on my show, and it was just amazing. I'm like, how did a 24 year old kid get a Yale professor on this show? It's just kind of bizarre with one email. So. Um, there's so many. So I would say um, Craig Ballantyne is another big one. Another, who, yeah. Uh, Craig <laughs> Ballantyne. Craig for a long time too. Yeah. Um, because Craig was the one who gave me the note. He didn't BS me at all. Um, like if, if you go to one of his workshops, he is going to press you and lean into you as much as possible to get you to really, really own up to your stuff and to own up to um, what you really want. Because we all kind of want these really big audacious things, but we're too afraid to claim them. And we're also mm-hmm. too afraid to set our emotions aside and do what needs to be done. 
for example. Um, uh, I wanted to move at one point. I wanted to move to Austin, Texas, and I was afraid to because I I didn't want to hurt my my family. All my family's in Florida, so I was just I was more feeling bad for them, not really putting myself first. And he's like, if you remove, if you, he asked me this question, I think it's really important to ask yourself if you're trying to deal with a hard question or you're trying to figure out something on your own. It's like you know, it's gonna people are gonna be hurt or something. A relationship's gonna be affected. If you remove the emotion from the equation, what is the right decision? And when I remove the emotion from the equation, don't worry about what my mom says, my dad says, what, how my sisters are going to feel. Don't worry about them. What's the right decision for you and your life right now? And once you remove the emotion from that decision, it becomes a heck of a lot clearer. So I think Craig was another one, a big one that came to, comes to mind. Um, yeah, I'd probably say those two were big, big ones that helped me like make big, hard decisions uh, early on. Yeah, what I appreciate about um, again, man, you just keep coming back to this theme about the value of mentorship, outside counsel, um, healthy friction, like embracing the truth, especially early on as an entrepreneur. Like the only, if you're truly living in your purpose and if the goal is to um, actualize that purpose, monetize that purpose, connect with people, like you know, live in the truest form of yourself and what God has put you on this earth to do and your skill set. It means having some difficult questions or conversations along the way and coming yeah. to grips with some of those uh, things that probably have been holding you back. Uh, and, you know, I, I love this. You mentioned kind of your, your last um, you know, answer before this, man, just about like doing the work, like you're you know, grinding your face out for nine months. Like, bro, like I did it for free. I was I was building this when the value in it was the experiences. It was the feedback. It was. Um, learning along the way so that I could get to this point where I've refined my skill set, um, I've created this tremendous amount of value, and now I can go out and monetize. But even in that, it wasn't as simple as, all right, I've, I've learned what I've, I needed to learn. I helped this podcast grow and be successful. And now, hey, I'm open for business and people just come flocking to me. Like you, you were putting up numbers on the board, doing 50, 60 DMs a day, just Hey, this is what I do. Hey, this is what I do. Hey, this is what I do. That means that, you know, for our entrepreneurs out there, you know, you're talking about on any given day, 50 to 60, no responses left on red or no's, you know what I mean? Before you start getting some of those yeses. And then as you started to accumulate those yeses, that's where you start to see that, that multiplier effect and that trickle effect. And so right. you're just highlighting a really a bunch of really, really great lessons, really uh, powerful lessons, man, um, in sharing your journey with us. So hopefully entrepreneurs who are listening are picking up on these golden nuggets are dropping, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'd say, especially early on in, the, in your early on in your career, um, even I got this maybe from the hospitality industry. I, I may have picked this up, but it's like you've got to find ways to make yourself freaking valuable to people. Because when you're young, you don't have any value to give. You have no money, no credibility, no name, very little skill sets. You've got to make yourself valuable and you've got to get creative to find ways. If that's working for free, if that's working for a discounted price, if that's making connections for people. Like I did all of that stuff early on because I realized that like if Joel Marion is going to take me seriously or if Mike Westerdahl or Steve Weatherford, all these guys I've worked with, they're going to take me seriously. I need to find my, find my, a way to to be valuable to them because they pretty much have all the money they need. They pretty much have all the fame and success that they need. They really don't need me for a few things. So you've really got to find a way to be valuable 
um, in their ecosystem, whether that's a skill you possess, a connection you have, if that's other ways you can think of um, adding value to their life, like that's up to you to figure out. But it's, um, I think it's a key thing that I, I always ask myself, like, okay, well, this person has almost everything. Well, how can I help him? Like, even with right now with people, I'm doing it. Like, I'm, I'm making connections for them when I have no business. I don't, they don't owe me anything and I don't owe them anything, but I want to build a relationship for the future that'll hopefully be profitable and hopefully be very prosperous. So I'm finding ways again to make myself valuable to these people. So that's, I think that's one common thing, especially if you're, if you're getting started or even if you're, you know, however, whatever level you are, you have to be, find your way to be valuable to people or else, um, <laughs> they're definitely not going to pay you, <laughs> so, you know, that's for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, networking is, is really the new currency, right? So being the more people you're able to meet and like you said, add value to their life and what they're doing, uh, hopefully that, you know, that law of reciprocity will, will work in your favor uh, more times yeah. than not. So you mentioned as well, you know, about kind of tough conversations and just challenges that, that you were faced with early on. Tell us about a time that you faced adversity and was, was called on to, to really learn and lead through that adversity that obviously allowed you to, to get to that next chapter and stage within your, your entrepreneurial journey. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. So um, I would say an adverse moment was, I would go back to the, the Austin, the move to Austin, because that was where I was relocating myself to a place that I had no business going. Didn't, I knew two people there. I had no family there. Um, all of my roots, my resources, my um, everything I built was in Florida. Um, and that was an adverse moment because I knew none of my family wanted to leave. I was still kind of part-time working, starting this business and part-time working um, for my parents. My parents own a, uh, a restaurant or a bakery in, uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida. So I was still working there and helping them. So the adverse, adversity came between this this attachment of like, I want to be able to support and help my family because I've done it for my entire life. And I also want to grow this business. And I feel like if I don't move, it's I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to regret not putting myself out there, not putting myself into a position. So um, I think the thing that I got through it for me was asking myself a question from Tim Ferriss's book. And that's like, if everything else goes to the wayside, if everything goes horribly planned, nothing goes right, if I go to Austin and everything just burns up, what's the worst can happen and what can I do to get myself back to where I, where I am today? And it's like, well, when I thought, sat down and thought about it, I thought I can move back. My business failed. I can just go back to work, find some other jobs. Um, I can, you know, rely on the contacts and the friends that I have to build my capital back up. I can um, go work for free again for people to build my name back up. So I looked at it and I was like, okay, if I don't do this, I'm going to lose out on a lot of potential opportunity. If I do do this, the worst case scenario is, is it all goes wrong and I come back here and I rebuild from scratch. That was a, that I probably told with that idea for about a year of wanting to move, not knowing where to go, feeling guilty to my family and my, and my friends, feeling guilty to my, my parents, um, you know, toying with that. And that's where Craig really helped me. He's like, remove emotion from this equation and what's the best move for you right now? I was like, okay, I need to go to Austin. I need to write a book. I need to... Um, start reaching out to more people. Um, I need to start getting more testimonials. So that was kind of for me the the, the adverse situation because I was like, you either stay here and regret it, but be a good person in your eyes and, and support your help your family out, or go after your dreams, go after what you really want, and have no regrets at the end of the day. 
So, so yeah, that was my big one. Um, there's a couple other ones, but I'd say that was a big good one. Oh man. So, uh, there's two things that really jump out to me, just kind of hearing you walk through that. And I, I know all of us at one point or another wrestled with kind of those similar challenges or feelings, especially if you're trying to make a decision that you feel like is really rooted in what's your best interest, but you know that other folks that you care for are going to be impacted by that decision one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. And um, especially for you, man, if like you're entrenched in the family business and kind of helping out there, like you also got that, that additional weight, but two things stand out to me. One is the value of like listening and trusting your instinct. Cause the reason why you kept coming back to this theme of, I need to move is because your instincts were telling you that it yeah. was outside influences and things like that, that were causing you to pause on kind of you know pulling the lever and just stepping out into faith. But that instinct didn't go away. Um, and when you finally removed the emotions and just kind of had a sober perspective about it, your instincts was, yeah, I need to make this move. And of course, it's, you know, it's paid dividends for you. Um, and then every time you're confronted with a major decision around your business and the, the direction you need to go, you keep coming back to this discipline of researching and getting information, whether it's talking with mentors or there's reading books, whether it's, you know, doing your Googles. Yeah. And so it just comes back to this theme that we've continued to harp on. And it's awesome to see it in like real time and to hear it through other people's experiences as case studies that earners at the end of the day are learners. Um, and you've just continued, even when you have success, to put yourself in a position where like, okay, what else can I learn? What else can I read? Who else can I connect with? Um, so I can continue to create this value for myself and uh, couple that with my instincts, make the best decisions possible, man. And um, hopefully, you know, for our entrepreneurs that are out there listening, you know, if you find yourself like kind of currently in the same space as Lewis was talking about, where you're wrestling with these ideas and these instincts, that you can learn from some of the things that he's done and the tips that he's sharing to help you make a more sober decision around what you should pursue because emotion definitely uh, can uh, muddy the picture just a little bit and cause you to either not pursue your purpose or make the wrong decision. Um, so, man, this is just, uh, again, a, a lot more bars uh, that you continue to keep dropping. <laughs> man. I, I'm just taking yeah. all in. It's great. Oh. I'll be remiss if I say, if I didn't mention too, I prayed. I remember one night I like literally like looked up and I was like, God, like, where do you want me? And the first thing I kid you not, the first thing that came to my mind was Austin, Austin, Texas. That's where I met my wife. He Look had, he, he had me, he, he literally, he's like, you need to go there to meet your wife. Wow, man. That's powerful. Within a month. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Freaking chills. Like, <laughs> clear as day. It was awesome. Like he put it in my mind and I asked him, I was like, what? whoa. A few things I love about that is, is number one, of course, we talk about seeking guidance, right? But, but seeking guidance from the most high, being obedient, because sometimes we get a word and I'm like, I don't know, are you, are you really right, Lord? Like, is that where I'm supposed to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. You, you, you were obedient in that. And then what I also like about what you said that reminds me of our cold brewing combo that we did last night, you know, that fourth stage uh, in this small business growth phase is, is the takeoff. And one of the things that we talked about, I appreciate that you did this as well, right? It's kind of that, that saying is hope for the best, but plan for the worst. You mm-hmm. went into it, but you were resilient through that process and you knew, okay, if things don't work out, what are, what's going to be my plan B, C, or D to, yep. to ensure that I'm giving myself every possible chance for success. Uh, so that contingency plan is so important that I think a lot of 
uh, entrepreneurs and business owners miss. But that's a huge part of why you've gotten to where you're at right now, because you were also thinking about those things as you were going through those stages of that growth of your business. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. And awesome. then, yeah. And there's been times where I didn't listen to the Lord and it's come back to bite me in the butt. And it's and it's like you've got that pit in your stomach where you're like, I want to do this thing. And I, I, this sounds like a great opportunity, but I don't know if it feels right, but I'm going to go through it anyways. and We'll see how it goes. I, I made a mistake like that about two years ago. Um, with uh, with uh, just working with another company, and um, three four months later, it was we had to re- remove that company and just break our ties because it was such a bad relationship. And that whole time, it sounded like seemed like a great deal on paper. I kid you not, but I knew something was wrong in the pit of my stomach, and and that was me just so not listening to the Lord. And we got out of it, it was fine, but it was lesson learned big time, big time. Man, that was powerful. I appreciate you sharing that. Because um, again, we've all been there as well. Or sometimes, uh, you know, the numbers, the numbers on the paper, or um, our our business brain, right? Our business brain is like, man, but I can make this kind of work. I think this is a good opportunity, despite what my instincts are saying. And then, sure enough, your instincts, and again, um, you know, uh, your prayer tells you, and I tell you that wasn't the right move. What did you learn? And fortunately, you were able to get out of the situation. Um, unscathed, but um, I've also, you know, we've also seen entrepreneurs that haven't been as fortunate and it's actually set yeah. their business back years mm-hmm. and they've had to go back to square one and kind of rebuild from scratch. And so yeah. um, just listening to that voice is just so, so critically important. Man. Yep. 100%. So you, you've definitely learned a lot. Uh, what is maybe one secret that you would offer your pre entrepreneurial self? that would help accelerate progress to, to where you are now? Oh man, it would, it would be a couple of things. I would say number one would be, oh man, number one is, would be to focus. Like literally until you're making 85 K a month, 85 grand a month, literally do not do, do not stop doing the thing that you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of clients that have done that and I've seen it and like, they don't have a huge name. They don't have, you know, a, a fancy house, but they're doing three, four hundred grand a month, and it's because they kept doing the same thing over and over. And you may not know them, but they're happy with what decisions decisions they've made for the most part. And now they can go out and spend all this money on branding and all this other stuff that we kind of focus on too early on in the game. Um, you know, whether it's writing a book. And granted, I wrote a book and it turned out okay for me, but it, maybe it wasn't the right decision at the time. So I would say focus on what's working and do not try and rem- do not try and get fancy too fast. Mm. Um, that's, that's definitely one thing. And the second thing I would say is um, learn to make decisions from a balance sheet or, or an income statement, not a bank, not a bank account. So mm. bank account balance, like looking at your bank account and figuring out making decisions, like it's not the right way to, it's not the right way to do it to look at your to look at your finances. If you learn how to like get a bookkeeper and, and learn how to like just like have a PL statement and make decisions from the PL statement as opposed to your bank account, um, that's gonna help you make smarter decisions uh, in the in the long term and really help you kind of grow in, as an entrepreneur. So that's something that took me three, four, five years to learn, <laughs> but, you know, and I had accounting, I knew accounting from high school. Like I did accounting, I was good at it, I could read a balance sheet, 
read an income statement, but didn't really think it would apply in the real world. And I was like, that's great for, for school, but how am I, you know, there's too much stuff going on here to get this organized. So those are the two big things. Don't stop until, don't stop what's working, try to, try to get fancy and learn how to read an income statement and make decisions from that. Bro, you, you are talking music to my ears is right up my alley uh, i am <laughs> all about uh talking about PL and like using your balance statement your balance sheet in order to drive um informative decisions around your business and where you focus your efforts especially considering that kind of in those early stages you may not be you know generating either a lot of top top line revenue or even extracting a lot of profit right now in the business and if you're focused on like you said your bank account and whatever that looks like, whether it's favorable or not favorable, that can cause you to make decisions that are not in the best interest of your of the business that you're trying to scale and scaling, um, you know, scaling, um, you know, from a manageable perspective and making smart, prudent business decisions. Sometimes we look at our own bank statements, and regardless what the P and L is saying, uh, I need my bank statement needs to look a lot more attractive, and so we start to get after some of these opportunities that aren't a right fit for the business that don't align with the purpose of what you're trying to do that causes you to start to try and diverse and divert your focus. Yeah. And when that start hap- starts to happen, not only do you hurt your business as you're growing, but more times than not, you don't even get the uh, expected benefit in your bank account that you, that you thought you yeah. were going to get. So it's a no, lose, yeah. lose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the last part I'll ask you is obviously seek outside counsel, like get mentors that have, been there and done that, what you want to do. Um, getting mentors for me has been the biggest pivot, putting yourself in the right rooms. You know, it's been extra, especially if you're in a service-based business or you're dealing with, you want to work with high profile people, then you have to go, you have to go to where they're at. Um, that's usually the events and the masterminds and the different things that, you know, where they are congregating. Yeah. So don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money. Um, don't do it. Don't do it irresponsibly, but, um, you can't, you can't, um, you can't save your way to the top. <laughs> say that. You got to invest. You got to invest, man. Yeah. You got to invest. That's how uh, you know, folks are able to you know, become you know, millionaires and multimillionaires. And the, the funny thing about it too, man, and I know you can appreciate this, you know, how, you're going through school, like we're taught to invest like in a, from an education perspective, like a traditional education perspective and not even blink an eye at it. Like the thought of, you know, okay, I'm going to go a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars in debt for a piece of paper. Oh, that makes sense. But oh man, I don't want to spend two thousand dollars on this master class because am I going to get something from it? And the right. reality is, the risk is the same because it comes down to what you do with the knowledge and the effort and how you apply it. Mm. At the end of the day, um, and in one situation, you're betting on kind of you know, the curriculum and the value of what that paper represents. And there's definitely mm-hmm. value there. Folks you know, go through traditional education, but um, in the other situation, you're banking and investing on yourself and your, and your, yeah. and your passion and your purpose. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think that's just uh, important. Another important thing you continue to come back to, like, how do you get access to these folks and in the same rooms? Well, you have to start with investing in yourself and trusting in yourself and seeking out, where these folks are congregating so that you can get the relationships, you can network, you can get the exposure um, and learn um, as well. That informal mentorship and informal learning is just so valuable, valuable, valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember spending the money I didn't have. (laughs) My hand was shaking. Like I remember putting the the credit card back in my, in my wallet and my hand was shaking like this to like, (laughs) like, I couldn't even put it in because I realized how much money I just spent. Um, 
it's scary. It's definitely scary, and I have empathy for those people. But it doesn't mean it doesn't, I'd say, exclude you from having to make the tough decision to do it if you think it's in the best in your best case scenario. And at the worst case scenario, I looked at it like, hey, I'll work, I'll work more, pick up extra jobs, and I'll make my way back. If I don't make anything from this, eighteen thousand dollars, I'm gonna remove myself from debt by just working harder and just paying it off. You know, thing. Like, what, what else can you do? Um, so that was my backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> go get another job <laughs> go get another job and work it out but man like again it just um that's probably you know one of the, the most prudent investments that, that that you can make like you mentioned right you can't save yourself you can't save yourself into i'm um, growing in, into you know wealth um yeah. you know, we put money in a savings account and we're you know if we get one percent return we think like oh man this is oh i'm rolling in the in the dough but that eighteen thousand dollar investment that you made in yourselves has multiplied that multiple times. That it's like, in hindsight, it's like, bro, that was that was like, that was the the smartest, most easiest investment decision oh, yeah. I could have ever made. Um, and so that that's uh, prudent, man, to, to yeah. just kind of highlight. It's it's definitely outperformed the stock market. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. No, absolutely. A few takeaways: invest in yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Seek wise counsel, stay focused, and know your financials. Uh, for mm-hmm. our uncompromising entrepreneurs, I think if you follow those things, go back so many nuggets that Lewis has dropped for, for us and for you. Uh, if you do not already, go back, have your notes out, make sure that you're writing this stuff down, and take heed. But like you said, one of the things you shared earlier, too, is getting that head knowledge and learning from us in these conversations, but then going and taking action. Going and taking action, even if it's that first step, making that first step is critical, critical, critical. Uh, so to all of our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there, we thank you so much for listening. Again, please show some love. Uh, I know this was a fire, fire episode, so comment. Love to get your thoughts, again, on a lot of the nuggets that Lewis dropped. Like, share as well. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that by going to uncompromisingcoaches.com. Uh, you can set up uh, an opportunity to, to get a free consultation with us. Uh, you can also email us at info at uncompromisingcoaches.com as well. Again, you can always find us within our Facebook group, Uncompromising Entrepreneurs plural group. Uh, and of course, LinkedIn, Facebook, and our YouTube channel, the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. So Lewis, even before we completely you know, shut everything down, again, another fire episode uh, for our audience out there, where can they find you, where they can find more information about you and what you do? Um, so uh, first, I want to give away a free gift for your audience and you guys. Um, it's my book. Jimmy, I think you have a copy already. I so, do, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it'll be in the show notes in this episode, um, so click the link below. There's also a free discount code. It's normally 7 bucks. I want to give it to you guys for free. And then also in the Facebook group, I know you guys will have it there as well. So the link will be to get my uh, book, How to Get Your First 100,000 Downloads in 100 Days. It's basically uh, the uh, a synopsis of what I learned by launching several large podcasts and what they did to grow their shows rapidly. So um, we'll have that for you. And if, if for anything else, um, I wouldn't say the website because we're going through a bit of a rebrand right now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> best way to connect, connect with me is um, type in Lewis Ryan Diaz on Facebook um, and uh, I should come up. I'll be the only Lewis Ryan Diaz with a mic in his hand or, or somewhere something about podcasting. So <laughs> that's the best place. And your book is also on Amazon as well. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. So yes. for our folks out there, again, you're going to be able to have the discounts and get it for free. Uh, we ask, go to Amazon, find the book and make sure that you leave a review that always helps as well, for sure. 
tremendously helpful. Yeah, I've done a very poor job as a marketer. <laughs> getting, getting reviews for that so any help would be amazingly we'll, appreciated we'll make sure yeah we'll do our best to, to help <laughs> run it up for sure for sure so again thank you for your time and we appreciate that and for our audience take advantage you just heard from it and we will have that information in the show notes and in our facebook group as well so be on the lookout for that uh, we are there for you again continuing to drop fire content this really concludes uh this series that we've been doing over the last few weeks on uncompromising entrepreneurial drive um, that sounds like a good name for an ebook. Um, I don't know. You never know. We, we, <laughs> we, we may package something together for our folks out there talking about ebooks. Um, but stick with us as we start going into uh, this next series as we get into the month of September and really start talking a little bit about you know the term solopreneur. Like, what does that really mean? How does that pertain to you and what you're trying to get done? And continuing to provide the tips and strategies that you need to pursue your purpose build a pursuit purpose, create profits, and then build a legacy uh, for, for generations to come that is going to be beneficial to you, your family, and of course, the community that you serve. Uh, so Lewis, again, we thank you so much, brother, for just, just blessing us with your time. Uh, and again, just being there for us, not just even recently, man, but again, this has been a relationship over the last year uh, that you have been a tremendous help to us uh, and, and you know what we've been doing from legacy and leadership to now what we have evolved into Again, the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. We thank you very much. And I know uh, our audience, again, uh, have been able to receive a lot from this opportunity as well. So thank you, sir. Again, we appreciate your time, brother. As always, Yvonne, appreciate you, man, and and what we do and how we do it. Uh, And until next time, God bless y'all and stay encouraged. encouraged. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.